listening and have a dope day. Welcome to What Would Kay Say? I am your host, Kay Edwards. How are all of God's blessed and highly favored people doing today? I'm going to tell you how we're doing. We are a friend of Jesus Christ. We are justified. We are sanctified. And we are redeemed. Amen, amen, and amen. We are all of those things. Because of the work that was done on the cross. So here we are, folks. Here we are. Here we are. In the 11th month of the calendar year. I know you're saying, I, we talked to you before, Kay. You didn't know we were in November? 
Yes, I know we're in the month of November. I know we're in the month of November, but I'm really going to take the time today to really recognize the season that we're in. We have declared this, right? That this was going to be our month of giving thanks. And we started off the month saying that, right? And we should always give thanks for everything that happens in our life. And I'm not insinuating that we're not thankful for everything that we have. Although, let's keep it real, there are some people who think that what they have, they obtained by their own volition. But I'm not knocking them, right? Because one day their eyes will be opened as well. What I am talking about is bringing our thoughts, bringing our actions, and bringing our emotions into alignment so that we truly understand what it means to be thankful. Thankful and grateful for every waking moment that we're here on earth. Despite all the hardships, all the challenges that we are experiencing, whether the challenges are brought on by our own hands or because of someone else, we will be grateful and we will give thanks for all things and in all things. And that brings to mind Colossians 3.15. Now today, you know, normally I'm always reading from the New King James Version. Today, Every scripture that I read is going to come from the Amplified Version because I want to make sure that everything that I'm talking about, you get a full understanding of what it is that I'm saying. So we're going to start with Colossians 3.15. So it says, let the peace of Christ, the inner calm of one who walks daily with him, be the controlling factor in your hearts, deciding and settling questions that arise. To this peace, indeed, you were called as members in one body of believers and be thankful to God always. So now, according to that scripture, when we allow the peace of God to control the thoughts that we have in our hearts, hmm, when you think about the things that we harbor in our hearts, and I'm going to say it again, some of the things that we harbor in our hearts, hmm, we must learn to turn it all over to the Lord so that he can grant us peace. Because isn't that what we're all looking for? Peace, right? You always hear somebody, oh, if I could just get some peace. I just need my peace of mind. Peace is the most important thing in my life. But in order to obtain peace, we have to let God control the thoughts of our heart. Right? Now, it could be anything at any given time that we're carrying in our hearts. For some people, it could be, what am I going to cook for dinner? And I know that task can be very stressful to some people, especially if they have children. And to some of you, I know you're probably saying, what's the big deal? 
it's trivial to you because that's not the most important thing or what troubles you in your heart. But what are you thinking about that causes you to be unsettled? Right? What is it that you think about that causes your peace to be disrupted? Is it how am I going to pay whatever, whatever, whatever? Will this paycheck cover whatever, whatever, whatever? Why is so-and-so acting like a whatever, whatever, whatever? (laughs) I digress. Well, when you think about what we were being told to do, let God control the thoughts of our heart. And that would allow the peace to come and make us thankful. And if we incorporate the peace that the book of Colossians is telling us to embrace into our lives every day, it brings up the question, how do we do that? Can we do that? Yeah, we can. We most certainly can do that. Because we are told that we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. And it's going to take the strength of Christ for us to obtain that peace. But we also have to be deliberate about creating that peace. And that peace comes when we give birth to being content within our lives every day. And that brings me to our subject matter for today. Today's topic is learning to be content or as some might want to look at it as the art of contentment. And our scripture reading that we're going to be going through is Philippians 4, 11 through 13. Now, if we look at what Paul was saying to the Philippians, He starts out with, not that I speak from any personal need, for I have learned to be content and self-sufficient through Christ, satisfied to the point where I am not disturbed or uneasy, regardless of my circumstances. I know how to get along and live humbly in difficult times. And I also know how to enjoy abundance and live in prosperity. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing life, whether well-fed or going hungry, whether having an abundance or being in need. I can do all things which he has called me to do through him who strengthens and empowers me to fulfill his purpose. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses me with inner strength and confident peace. Blessed is the reading of the word. I know it was a mouthful and I know it's a lot for us to take in, but we're going to break that down so we can get a clear understanding of what Paul is saying here. And I have to admit, 
I got to admit, I had a problem with this scripture for a long time. For a long time. And if I'm being truly honest, <laughs> you know how I feel about people say, can I be honest with you? Like as if they were lying all before. No, I wasn't lying all before. But, you know, I tell you that there's times when I'm doing the show and there's certain parts of me that the Lord will allow me to share with you. Well, not that he allows me to share with you. He pushes me out there to share with you because there's a lot of stuff I would never say to none of you guys. But he lets me say it so that I'm more transparent. So somebody out there that's feeling what I'm feeling could understand. Hey, you know, she said it. She understands. I feel like that, too. So here it is. I struggled with that scripture for a long time about. I've learned to be content in whatever situation I found myself in. Uh-uh. No, I'm not. Or am I the only one? Am I the only one here raising my hand saying, yeah, that's me? Oh, I forgot the rest of you are so pious. Oh, no, you would never think that. You're just so holy and devout. Yeah, right. But for real, I had a problem with that scripture because, catch this. Now, this is very important. I had a problem with that scripture because I was allowing my flesh to interpret and understand what Paul was actually saying in the scripture. I was leaning to my own understanding instead of allowing the Holy Spirit to show me how to meditate on the scripture and ask God to explain to me what he was trying to say here. Hands raised again. God warned us not to lean to our own understanding, right? Proverbs 3, 5, trust in and rely confidently on the Lord with all your heart. See, there's that heart again. And do not rely on your own insight or understanding. Do you see how that heart, and we talked about the heart. We talked a lot about the heart because the heart is the center of everything that we do. So on face value, you would think that Paul was saying, just be happy regardless of what's happening to you. Just suck it up. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps and get to stepping. Right? That's what you would think when he said, I have learned to be content in all, in all situations. But he was actually trying to explain to us that it's because of his belief in Jesus Christ and the peace that he has acquired from the Holy Spirit that he has gotten to know and love Christ and is able to withstand anything that life throws at him. Not that he is happy in all of the adversity, but through Christ, he understands how to handle all of the adversity. Mind-blowing, right? Right? But when we're in the midst of it, we're not thinking about we're supposed to be content. we like, what the? Right? Because remember, Jesus converted Paul on the road to Damascus. 
Paul was on his way to petition for the rights to capture, bound, and return all who believed in Jesus back to Jerusalem for punishment. He was on a mission. That was his sole purpose for why he was on that road. He was going to do a job. Christ met him there on that road and changed his entire life. Think about it. How many of us have had an encounter with Christ on our, air quotes, form of the Damascus Road? The road that we were heading down, determined to complete, air quotes, our own evil deeds, all the while thinking that our intentions were good, right? We was doing what was best for everybody that was involved, meaning she got on my nerves. I'm going to go give her a piece of my mind. How dare he think he's going to blah, 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 blah. Oh, no, he ain't getting away with blah, blah. We thought when we were on that road that everything that we were doing, it was for the good. It was for the good of all that we were going to encounter. Just like Paul was thinking, everything that he was about to do was for the good of all, right? And to be honest, and I'm not talking about me, (laughs) some of y'all are still standing on that road. Hmm, yeah, now I'm getting all in your business. Some of you are still on that road wondering, okay, now check this, wondering, if you, if you should go to the house that Christ told you to go to. Now, mind you, you don't have your encounter with Christ. He done sh- took your eyesight from you and you're still standing on the road saying, hmm, should I tell the truth and shame the devil? So don't get me started. But we are talking about how to find contentment in all our situations. So after Paul encountered Christ on the road, he began to live his life preaching and spreading the gospel about Christ to everyone that he encountered. Everyone that he came encountered, he was telling the story. Paul, the one that everyone knew was the one that was going to, if you saw him coming and you believed Christ, you definitely was trying to run under a rock. But let me tell you, in following Christ, just like Paul, we will encounter hardships and difficulties. But Christ warned us that we would, right? So everything that Paul endured, the loss of his sight, being imprisoned several times, being bitten by a snake, all the attempts on his life, through it all, Paul learned that in each case he had been taken care of by the grace that was poured out over his life, which he received through Jesus. So Paul was expressing to the people of Philippi, that he had lived with abundance and with lack. That means he knew what it was like to be rich and he knew what it was like to be poor. But in each instance, he knew that his peace and comfort 
came from God. Because that was the one who was sustaining him in each in each situation. God was the one sustaining him through it all. And that is what we have to remember when adjusting to learning to being content. Life is not about material possessions or having all the comforts, the comforts, or should I say, having everything that we want. Because we could have what we need in life and still not be content. Life is about trusting in God. And when you seek the kingdom, everything else falls into place. And now you see, that's why I always said that was my, that was my signature scripture. I always have to revert back to that scripture to remind me when, I, when my flesh raises up and is not content, that when you continue to seek the kingdom, which would take surrendering and giving your entire heart so that God can control what you're feeling, everything else will fall into place. And it's something about when you seek the kingdom and everything doesn't fall into place, right? (laughs) Think about that for a minute. You could be seeking the kingdom daily, doing everything God told you to do. And still things are not falling into place. Right? So being content is a learned skill. It's not something that is just automatic to us. It's something we have to train ourselves to do. It's like we we have to form the habit of being content. Because our flesh, hmm, Our flesh always wants to be satisfied. If we're cold, we want to be warm. If we're hot, we want to be cooled. If we're hungry, we want food. And we've gotten so spoiled, Jesus. We've gotten so spoiled that we not only want food, okay, but we want certain kinds of food. I don't want pasta today. I want a burger. And if I do have pasta, I don't want the red sauce. I want Alfredo. I don't want a beef burger. I want a turkey burger or a lamb burger. I don't even eat meat. I'm a vegetarian. I just want vegetables. We have gotten so spoiled with all the choices that we've been able to get feeding our wants and not our need because the need is just to have food, right? So if we were put in a position and all we had was bread and water, if we were hungry, we should be satisfied, right? And what if we were unsure where our next meal was even coming from? Hmm. Or if we were going to have a place to even lie down and have shelter, This is the state that Paul was referring to. Regardless of what is happening in your life, you can always train yourself to be comfortable, content in it. And like I said before, being content does not happen automatically. 
And it is not something that we do naturally. Our characteristics from birth is to not be content. Think about it. Babies are fussy. If they get wet, they're crying. When they're hungry, they're crying. When they're gassy, they're crying. When they're sleepy, they're crying. They're all always looking for some comfort, just like we as adults look for. So I would say we train ourselves as we get older to learn how to deal with the little things that we can be content with because we know we just can't bust out crying when we're hungry, right? But as Christians, and when we go through this, like we learned before, the spiritual maturity, we then learn how to be content with the other situations that come along in our life. And I want to remind everybody that being content and being happy are two different things. They're close, but you could have one without the other. Being content is knowing that you are whole just as you are. You're satisfied just where you are in your life. You don't feel as though something is missing. Now, when you think about when you're happy, when you're sad, those are emotions, right? And when you're content, you're whole, missing nothing. You're at peace with yourself. You could be sad and still be content. <laughs> I know. I want you to think about that for a little bit. That's why I pause. Because your state of mind is what lets you know whether you're content or not. And when you're at peace with yourself just the way you are, your state of mind is at peace. Because you don't have to be happy to be content, right? So now, when you get to this stage of being content and knowing that you're, okay, I'm, I'm trying to train myself to be good in wherever I find myself. Can I tell you that it helps you with your relationships? And because the way it helps you with your relationships is because you then become a better listener when you have embraced being content. Because you realize that it's not about you being heard. It's not about you trying to get your point across to others, right? And that's what we used to do before. Oh, well, if that one said that, well, I got something to say here. I got something. Sometimes most of the time when we were in a conversation with people, we didn't hear what they said because we were so we were so wrapped up in wanting them to stop talking so we could tell them what we wanted to say or what we felt about the situation. When you're content and you understand yourself, you don't have to try to keep getting your point across because it's not about getting your point across to others because you understand who you are and you're confident that, okay, if that's what you think, being in a state of contentment 
helps to alleviate stress and anxiety, right? Because you're no longer worrying about meeting your needs or the needs of others. And most of the time when we're trying to please others, it's not basically because we're so concerned about them. Sometimes we are. I'm not going to take that away. Yes, sometimes when you're trying to meet the needs of others, it is because you know that they are in dire straits. And yes, you want to do as much as you can to help them. But for the most part, to people who like to please, you're doing it because you want to be accepted by them. Because that would make you believe it would make you content, right? Because if we're accepted by them, it brings us some warped sense of happiness, which is not necessarily being content, right? Because when you're content, you're satisfied with whatever people think about you. Because you really don't give it much thought because you're, you're just living life, right? So it doesn't really phase you. It doesn't play a part in your heart. Ooh, what do they think about me? What do they think about me? What do they think about me? No. And that's why it's so important that we take on the attitude of being grateful and thankful. Because when we think of all the things that we have, instead of all the things that we're missing, we begin to move towards the state of contentment. Now I'm going to tell you something. Last night I did not sleep. I did not sleep at all. And the reason why I didn't sleep, I know it had a lot to do with, and I keep saying, for whatever reason now, caffeine affects me a different way. Caffeine never used to affect me where it would keep me up, where people would say, oh, how could you drink coffee that late at night? It never used to keep me up. I used to be able to just go to sleep. Now I could drink coffee. If I drink coffee at 12 o'clock in the afternoon, I'm going to be up all night. And before it used to work perfect because... I was up all night, then I would be up writing. And that was a good thing. Cause I was like, oh, okay, I'm up. I can really write. But sometimes I want to go to sleep. And here it was last night. I was tired, but I was restless because of the caffeine. And then I was restless because I'm not content right now. And I know the reason why I'm not content. I know the reason. And, but I'm training myself. I'm training myself. And that's why I tell you a lot of times when I when I come on here and I have this message, a lot of the messages that I give to you, not all of them, but a lot of the messages, I always remind you guys, he's taking me through it too. He's taking me through. So whoever who feels like I'm talking to you, you're not alone. You're not alone. So I'm learning now or he's walking me through understanding that I do have to learn to be content wherever I find myself. Because sometimes I may find myself in a place where he's placed me. And you know when you're in that holding pattern, that's the hardest time to be content, right? Because you're like, God, what are you saying? God, aren't we supposed to be doing this? You told me we was going to be doing that. How come we didn't do this yet? Well, I did that, and this is what happened, and then it didn't happen. And all that right there, not content. And he has me in this place where he's 
teaching me that whatever is happening, like Paul said, like I said that I had a problem with it, that no matter what, I'm going to be at peace and I'm going to be whole with myself, right? Because it's this heart of mine that he wants to control. And even though I keep saying, I gave it to you, I surrendered. Mm. Remember, we talked about this. Remember, we talked about this. I think it was last week, two weeks ago, something like that. Sometimes we think we've given everything up and we really haven't given everything up because as soon as we think we've given everything up, here he goes, mm, tapping you on the shoulder. Uh, excuse me. Mm. Mm-hmm. We're going to deal with this now. All you did was when you gave that up, you just made room for the next stuff to come up for me to have to tell you to give it up. So I say that to say, yes, that's where he has me right now. He's showing me. And I don't think that it's anything that I didn't give up. And right there, that's probably, see, right there, that's probably where I messed up because I just said, I don't think. And didn't he just say, don't lean onto my own understanding? And here I go saying, well, I don't think that I didn't. Uh uh-uh. uh. When I told you, when I made the statement, and I can't remember when I said it then either, but I do recall making the statement. This Christ walk, if you do it, if we really do it, we're not going to have time for all the other nonsense. We are really not going to have time for all the other nonsense because you are going to be so focused. And I'm not saying focused to the part to the point where you don't live life. But I mean, so focused on trying to deal with everything that he's showing you, understand everything that he's walking you through. You're so wrapped up in yourself and not a bad wrapped up in yourself, but just a inner wrapped up in yourself because you want to do better, that you don't have time for the other nonsense going on around you. And that's why... He probably told us to keep our mind stayed on him because it would keep us in perfect peace. Because even when you're going through the stuff that you're going through with yourself, trying to surrender, trying to do whatever it is he told you to do, you're still going to be at peace because you're not taking in all the nonsense going on outside around you. You will still be at peace, right? So when you become true to your morals and your values and you act on your goals and your purpose, not living in the past, but living in the moment, taking every day for itself, as Matthew 634 tells us. So do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. When you constantly, oh, I got to get this because this, 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 that, and that, and that, and this is doing, that is due, and I got to, oh, I didn't do, and oh, let me call, oh, and I, we're worrying about stuff that's tomorrow, and trust me, when tomorrow comes, you're going to have stuff to worry about. Each day has enough trouble of its own. That's why he wants you to live in today. Don't think about, oh, I didn't do that yesterday and I should have went to it. I should have called and I should have, should have, should have, should have. No. That's why he gives us grace 
and mercy new every day. He doesn't expect you to be trying to carry over yesterday's grace into today because yesterday's grace is not going to help you today. Because the troubles that you're going to face today, you need today's grace. You need today's mercies because he already knows what you're going to face today. So he's already lined everything up for you. Line that grace up for you. Line that mercy up for you because he knows what's coming down the road today. Not yesterday. You still thinking about yesterday or you thinking about tomorrow where he's like, um, baby girl, uh, young man, let me talk to you for a minute. Don't worry about what's happening tomorrow. I already got that lined up. We going to deal with what I have lined up for you today. Live in the moment. Pay attention to what's happening right now. Right? And when we pay attention to what's happening right now, when we understand where we're in, what we're in, in our season, because although we're in fall, everyone's in fall, We're all in season in fall, right, here in the Northeast. But as individuals, we're all in different seasons. So you have to pay attention to where you are right now. Yesterday, you could have been in winter. Not literally, but figuratively. Yesterday, you could have been in winter. And today... He's bringing up something for you like new growth, which usually happens in the spring. But it's still fall outside. But it's still fall. But that doesn't mean that your season is fall. So that's why it's so important for you to pay attention to where you are at that given moment. That's why he said, don't worry about tomorrow Each day has enough trouble of its own. When we deal with each day, one day at a time, that's where we build up being content. Because you can't be content for yesterday, today, and tomorrow. (laughs) You can't even be content for one little thing that went wrong. You can't be content that you were running for that train and they closed the doors in your face. And now it's going to make you late. No, you're not content. You're not happy at all. You're not content, right? But you can be content because if you're not thinking about, darn it, yesterday I missed this same train again. I I need to get up earlier in the morning. You didn't get up earlier today. That's why the same thing happened, right? But if you look at it as, you know what? Hmm. I missed the train. There's always another one after it. I just got to wait for it. Lord, give me grace and favor so that I still get there on time. Redeem the time for me, God. Redeem the time for me so I can continue with my day. Continue with my day and everything that you have purposed for me to do today. That's why it's so important to live in the moment. Because when you're living in yesterday and you're living in tomorrow, you're missing the mark of what he wanted you to do for today. That's why he said what he said. Trust me, what he said, he said it for a reason. He wasn't just saying it to hear himself speak. He's not like us, where we just talk to hear ourselves speak. No, I'm not just talking to hear myself speak. I heard that snide remark from somebody. I'm talking so that you can hear me speak. I'm talking so that you can understand what it is that he needs you to understand. That's why I'm talking. 
Because sometimes, trust me, if it was up to me, I wouldn't be talking. But that's another story, right? That's another story. But in all seriousness, when we follow what Paul said, when we think about what Paul said to the Philippians, and the reason why Paul was saying that to them is because he was actually thanking them for taking care of him when he was in jail. You know, they had, you know, they were feeding him. They were giving him stuff. You know, he was making sure that he was okay. But he was saying because he knew the peace and comfort that he got from God. That's why it was easy for him to learn to be content and self-sufficient through Christ, satisfied to the point where he wasn't disturbed or uneasy, regardless of his circumstances, right? And he said it was because he can do all things that he was called to do through the strength of Christ because he was empowering him to fulfill his purpose. And that's what God does with us. That's what Christ does with us. That's why we have the Holy Spirit that dwells within us because it strengthens and it empowers us to fulfill our purpose that God has for us. The purpose that God has for us for this day Yes, we have a purpose that's down the road. Yes, we do. But we got to get through this day first. And if you don't pay attention to what's happening in this day, how do you know it's not something that you're going to learn in this day that you're going to need in the next day? But you can't jump to the next day if you didn't learn what you needed to learn in this day. Right? That's why it's so important to learn how to be content, because when you're content, you are at peace. When you're content, you are, your mind is subdued. You are able to just take in everything that's happening at the moment. Because when you're not content, you're all over the place. You're here, there, everywhere, thinking your mind is running a thousand miles a minute. It's just racing, 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 racing. All these thoughts are coming to your mind. I should have did. I could have did. I would have did. All these things. Instead of just concentrating on what it is that you have to do in the moment, in today. Taking advantages of all the grace and all the mercy and all the power and all the strength that the Holy Spirit has given you to make it through the day. Right? And being... And another thing that when we're not content, what it does, it opens up the door to the enemy. Because if we're not content, that means we're always thinking about, oh, I wish I had this, or oh, if I had had that, or oh, if I could have been like this. Then he here he go, hmm, let me put this thought in her mind. Let me put this thought in her mind. Well, you know, if you go and do so-and-so, you'll be able to be such and such. And then all that's doing is just, Feeding that flesh, feeding those inner thoughts, which is going to detour you from what you're supposed to be doing for today. And I'm not saying that being content is an easy thing. It's not. As I just said 
earlier in the, the broadcast that, hey, I'm still walking through some parts of me that I'm not content with. But he's he's showing me. Because I have learned to be content in some parts. There are some parts that I have, mm, yeah, I'm content. But he's showing me, mm, you're not you're not fully there yet. Mm, no, not exactly. And it's true. And once you know that you could admit it, then it's easier to deal with it when you're like, yeah, you know what? I did do such and such. I was thinking so and so. Yeah. When you bring it to the forefront and you acknowledge it with him, then he can help you work through it because then that's that part of that heart that you're surrendering to him so that he can, what did they say in Colossians that he was going to do with it? So that he can control, decide, and settle questions that arise. That's that peace that comes with us because we walk with him daily, because the Holy Spirit is within us. When we allow him to control our hearts, he's able to settle the questions that arise in there. And once he's able to do that, it gives us the peace. And then we're thankful. I mean, like I said, we should be thankful all the time anyway. But when he does settle that, whatever is disturbing your heart at the moment, and you know what is disturbing your heart, when God does give you that answer, it's a totally different thankful that you have. I mean... Like I said, when we wake up every morning, we're thankful. Yes, we say thank you, Lord, you know, for granting us another day. Let us, you know, let us know what what purpose do you have for us? What is it that we need to do today? But when he settles those questions that you've had, or when he settles that one question that you've been back and forth, back and forth racing in your mind, it's a different kind of thankfulness that you give him. Right. And that's what the that's what the author was telling us in Colossians, that we allow God to control the thoughts we have in our heart. It gives us that peace. And we are thankful. Right. So. With everything that we talked about today. Being content, we said it's a learned skill. You got to practice that. You got to practice knowing that you're whole just as you are, just as you are, because the where you are right now is exactly where God wants you. It's exactly where he wants you because he can do what he needs to do in you, right? So when we're content, we can find happiness. When we're content, we can find joy. When we're content, we learn how to turn a bad situation into a good one. When we're content, it's easier to fulfill our purpose. When we're content, we know how to find that silver lining in a cloud. We know who we are in Christ when we're content. And knowing that 
makes us content. Right? So, I see my time is growing close today. Look at that. We are still in, as I said in the beginning, the month of November. So we still have our same word of the month. Our word of the month is heed. This is so, and I always tell you, when God gives us words for the month, and sometimes I always question him when he gives me a word. I'm like, well, what are we going to do with that word? But he always brings it together for the month. Always brings it together why he gave us that word. Heed, to pay attention to, to take notice of to give consideration. So with today's lesson, he wants us to pay attention to where are we feeling discontentment? What's making us uneasy and unsettled? What in our heart do we need to turn over to him so that he can answer those questions for us and give us the peace that we're looking for? right? What do we need to take notice of? What do we need to give consideration? And our promise for this week is going to come from Psalm 121 and 8. The Lord will guard you. Let me start again. Our promise for this week is coming from Psalm 121, 8. The Lord will guard your going out and your coming in. Everything that you do from this time forth and forever. That's our promise for the week. You're going in and you're coming out. Everything that you do, he's guarding you. He's watching over you because he's with you. He's with you always. You are never alone. And I say this conversation, thank you, Holy Spirit, because I almost forgot. This conversation is very important at this time of the year because it is the holiday season. And a lot of people feel lost and alone during this time. And a lot of people are not content with where they are in life. But Christ wants you to know, bring all your burdens to him. He'll carry them. There's no need for you to have to carry all that. He carried it all already. All you have to do is just surrender your heart and he'll give you that peace. Just surrender your heart and he'll give you that peace. So with that, I say, everyone have a blessed and thankful week, right? Remember what we talked about? Being grateful, being thankful, and what's going to help you move into the area of contentment no matter what is happening in your life. And that's how some people, I know like some people you look at them and be like, oh, nothing bothers them because <laughs> they've mastered the art of being content. 
There's no need for them to get ruffled. Why should they get ruffled? They know who's in control. They know they can't control the circumstances. And and they have stopped trying to control the circumstances. See, that also will make you discontented. When you're trying to control things that you can't control, you can't control it. Let it go. Do what you're supposed to do for today. That's the grace and the mercy that he gave you. It's for today. And do what you need to do with it. So as I said, everyone have a blessed and thankful week. Stay safe. Stay well. And until God brings us together again next week, peace. Makes me wonder what's happened to all the plans that we made. Looks like they're all out of view. Oh, and every day life changes. The set it rearranges, and all the players change their costumes. Well, I know we need a brand new day. New day. From what I see, we need a new day. New day. Well, I know we got to have a new day. New day. And that new day's coming soon. Oh, how I wonder. Of the beauty that we see Now I'm wondering if it's all in a dream Times they go from bad to worse Seems it's all been rehearsed We were standing here acting out the scene Well, I know we need a brand new day